With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Geekish Cast, episode 40. Me, Earl, and the Star Wars universe with your host, Jeremy. So yesterday we kind of left off talking about Star Wars and the space battles that were um, in the Force Awakens, and yes. and I, which was kind of leading us to you were saying that the, there was just now beginning of out and out hostility between. Yeah, I mean it's like there they obviously obviously there's been something going on. There's a you know there's a long standing rivalry and um, some form of Cold War. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, down outright hostilities too, but it seems like where this movie picks up, things are ramping up. Like, you know, they're they're trying to, you know, they just got their big weapon ready to start really stirring the pot. And they kind of got it taken away too. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's just going to make them mad. They're going to have yeah. to come back harder again, well, obviously. If, if they follow the Empire's influence, they'll have a second one ready to go. You think so? Well, yeah, I'm just saying that Return of the Jedi, they pulled out the Death Star again, so. Yeah. Now, this yeah. looked to be a much larger construction project than the Death Star. It was like a planet, It right? was a planet, yeah. 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 Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it was a planet that shot death beams through hyperspace into other star systems. Yeah. Yeah. And not just one, right? Didn't oh, it? no. It hit. I think it was five planets were hit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and we can split it. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you, when you watched that scene, were you pretty clear on what was going on or did you have some questions? I know I came away a little bit confused by the scene where they blew up the Hosean system. Um, I, I mean, it wasn't like crystal clear, I guess, but, it, you know, it was pretty obvious that whatever they did was really big and super horrible pretty pretty devastating <laughs> yeah, all the way around yeah it's like whoa yeah. you know yeah so i get but i mean you know when you're when you are coming from the death star and you have to try and ramp things up to the next level yeah, how, like, do you, how far do you go how, how do you escalate from a, a battle station the size of a moon I, I guess a giant planet is the next step yeah yeah um how shocked were you and Guys, there's going to be spoilers. It's been a month and a half. If you haven't seen yeah, Star Wars it's yet. It's your fault now. Yeah, it's your fault. How shocked were you at Han Solo's death? Not at all. Not at all. Because it had already been talked about. I, I was, I didn't probably see it for like two or three weeks just because of life and being, I had gotten sick and everything, so I didn't get to go see it right away. So by then. The cab's out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, within a couple days, you know, yeah. Han Solo's going to die, but I didn't care. Like, you know, I I figured they were going to kill one or two or three of the old cast members because, uh, I mean, 
They're not super young. I don't know that any of them really want to be doing action pictures in their 70s. Well, and Harrison Ford broke his leg during filming in England. And cracked his spine. Oh, I didn't know about that. I knew about yeah. the broken legs. I remember when it happened. I was like, oh, shit, we're never going to get this movie yeah, I now. Think he, I think he cracked his spine in a separate issue. I could oh, be wrong, wow. but yeah. Yeah, well, he crashed his plane. and He does that from time to time. Yeah. You know, somebody loses a kit and he takes off in a helicopter or an airplane to find them, you know. He's he's a hero. He is, he is. A, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't I wasn't super heartbroken about it. Um I I I feel the the one thing that if I have any real criticism is I don't feel like they have a strong villain, which makes it pretty tough because you kinda need a you need a villain. Yeah, but if you remember in the original Star Wars, the original trilogy, Vader was a second banana villain in, in A New Hope. But he was so scary. Oh, yeah, he was. But he really he really came into his own in Empire. And you could you could have that here. And I think we're going to get a Rey training with the light side of the Force and Kylo training the dark side of the Force. Kind of like that scene in Rocky Four where you've got... Ivan Drago training in the Russian place, and you've got Rocky training on the beaches in the dirty places in Philly. I think we'll get a training montage in the new one. I hope we get a yeah, training well, montage. Well, that would be really cool. I, I mean, I definitely feel like there's a lot of room on on the villain side of things. Like, they, you know, there's obviously some potential characters there, but it's like they're going to have to, I mean, they're, they're obviously more than willing to, you know, commit genocide yeah. on scales that have probably never been seen in the history of anything before. Yeah. So they're they're terrible people, but as far as being like menacing in a way similar yeah. to Vader. Well, hopefully they'll grow into it. Now, I know, and I, we don't know what role yet, but Benicio Del Toro has been announced as one of the villains in number eight. Hmm. And that guy can act his way through a villain pretty well. Yeah. No, that would be really cool. Yeah. Any time... Benicio del Toro's in a movie. You pretty much just want to watch it. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. So I. Yeah. But like I said, I don't know what role or what scale or. But he's been announced as one of the villain roles for number eight. And you haven't been reading any of the comics though, huh? I have not. Now. Oh, I, so I really, really need to because I heard the Vader series is outstanding. It is. It's really good. It's very cool because you. You know, you you just only get so much of him in the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a slice, but uh, there's uh, there there's so much more of his personality, and he he does a lot of like behind the scenes, you know, string pulling. He's, he's and, a player. Yeah. You know, and the cool part about it is, is that you know, he, he just shows up and is is the boss. You know what I'm saying? Like he, when he's on the, when he's on the starships, he's, he's, you know, Vader, get over there and take care of that. You know, Mr. Second banana. Mm-hmm. But when he's out on his own and he's got his forces and shit, he is the boss. Like he shows up and he's like, you're, this is what you're going to do. Well, you're not even going to say it nicely. He's like, this is what you're yeah. going to do. Are you going to make me repeat myself? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I will I'll kill everyone you ever thought you ever saw. Yeah. If you saw someone when you're two, I will find them and kill them. Yeah, it's Now that's that's the thing. Awesome. Yeah, it's Vader Vader came across in the original trilogy hyper competent. Like that guy didn't that guy didn't have shit unplanned. He knew like I'm going to offer this and it's going to go one way or the other, but I've got a plan for you. He was kind of the Batman of the Star Wars movies. He was that super prepared. Yeah. 
then I don't know. I feel like the prequel trilogy, and granted, he took away from it a lot. It, it, it did. It, it really did. depleted his character. Yeah, which is why it's so cool to go and and read the series and get some more of that like badassness. I'm gonna have. To, and are those yeah. in a graphic novel already, or are they still? Um, I, yeah, I think they've already issued the first round of collected. Okay. Yeah. Well, so good. I think you can get like the first six issues, and then because it's it's I don't know that it's quite been a year. Oh, oh so I guess I you're think, right. It hasn't yeah. been long since they so announced they, it. So they put out the first round because I got the you know update about it. But um, even and the main series, this just Star Wars series. That's I, I'm enjoying that a lot. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. And that's all being produced by Marvel now, right? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So Disney. Yep. Yeah. All right, now Earl, you are from Modesto, California. Yes. Yes. And so am I. Born and, and raised. And so we got that in common. And you know who else was born and raised in Modesto, California? Yes. That would be, uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? I can't George Lucas. Oh, George Lucas. That was him. <laughs> yeah. He's actually kind of not far from your parents' neighborhood. He was over off uh, across the street from Downey. Yeah, he went time. to Downey. Yeah. Ramona. That was the street he lived on. Yeah. Because uh, when I worked at True Value Hardware here in town as a teenager. His parents' neighbor still lived in the house next door to where his parents lived and shopped at True Value. Oh, yeah. My uh, my dad remembers him from high school. Yeah. Like, my dad went to Modesto High, but even, you know, Modesto was so small back well, then. Well, yeah. He well, remembers seeing him around. You and I are about the same age. There were 30,000 people in this town when we were born. My dad, my dad moved here, and I think, what, there was 12,000? Yeah. Yeah, when he moved here. Yeah. And he was 10. I was going to say, because my mom, when she went to elementary school, the school in town was still a single-room school, Mm -hmm. kindergarten through 12th grade. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, so the reason I bring this up is that you are, and we got to get around to this, you are from a very active local band. A couple of them, actually, but your primary one would be Big Girl on the Crying Shame. Yeah, my my side project is uh, not really happening. We just do, like, once or twice a year something special. Mm -hmm. That's still a side project. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And you guys just recently played at the uh, the Gallo Center. Yes, we did our CD release party for our new CD, which we recorded at the Gallo Center the previous year. Mm-hmm. And then the really cool thing that you guys got to do at the Gallo Center, who did you get to open up for? We got to open up for B.B. King um, shortly before, well, actually it was, what, three shows, three or four shows before he stopped playing and then passed away shortly mm-hmm. after. So, I mean, it, it's a shitty thing to have happen that quick, but how fucking cool is it to open for BB King? It was, yeah, it was dream come true. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, especially for a, a blues lover, you know, there, there is no one. I mean, when you talk about famous blues musicians, you know, he's, He's the top of the list, you know. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, so, how did you? Well, let's let's go ahead and we'll we'll dive back into when you were little, Earl. Okay. When did you get into music? When did you get into blues music? Um, well, I've always always really loved music. I can remember being a small boy, and um, my dad had a uh, landscaping business, and I remember we were always going to the dump because you know when you do landscaping, you have a lot of Stuff you gotta get rid get of, rid of uh, yeah, clippings and trees and bushes and all this stuff. And uh, we would, you know, the dump was uh, out, out, way out by uh, the river uh, Fox Grove, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, half hour drive. It was a, it was a haul. Well, when you're a little kid, you know, a half hour. That's a 
that's a long drive, yeah. you know. That's like going so to L.A. now. I can remember, you know, as a small boy riding out there, and we would sing in the car, and we had a dump song, uh, which was just the dump to the dump to the dump 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 to the dump to the dump to the I'm going to go so far as to say every little kid sang that on their way to the dump. I remember that. I didn't know if that was, I had never heard anybody else do it, so I didn't know if that was something that my dad made up or not, but... Um, well, we would always he, and you know, here's the thing he creeds. may he may have made it up too I mean yeah. it may have been a couple people may have made it up or somebody may have heard your dad singing at the dump I and, mean who knows yeah. but yeah I remember that and I remember Creedence Clearwater Revival which you know they were from Stockton now I didn't know they were from Stockton I did yeah. know that they got lost in Lodi once so. yeah yeah famously yeah. but uh, they uh, you know they were they were a local central California band. I didn't know that. Now, did you know yeah. Three Dog Night was from this area at one point? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And not my, my not a lot of people know that. Well, members of the band, not the whole band. Yeah, not the yeah. whole band, but yeah. Yeah, Mike Alsop, um, who I've met several times, and I'm actually uh, friends with his nephew, also named Mike Alsop, who has the band Dam. Yeah, I was going to say, I, wait a minute, I, I was yeah. going to say this is starting to sound a little familiar. Yeah. But the only reason I knew about it was my grandfather was a glazer for 40 years, a glass worker. Okay. And Stanislaw Glass, the owner's daughter, dated him. Or I can't remember if it was him or one of the other guys, but, okay. but they dated when they were younger. So when I was younger, I always, you know, there was somebody who knew the guys in Three Dog Night because uh-huh. so-and-so had dated them and they were friends with my parents and, you know. Well, growing up, my mom had every album. Here's the funny thing, though. She did not know they were from Modesto. And she's, you know, graduated Mohai. Like, oh, yeah. And that's back when you knew everybody. But it wasn't. She was a couple years younger than all those guys. And, you know, it wasn't like anybody back then would tell people, oh, we're a band out of Modesto. You know, they they were an L.A. band. You were L.A. or San Francisco. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so, but she had no idea until just a few years ago, actually. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, you know, she, the way she put it to me was, she said, I knew about them, whatever was written in the magazines, the music magazines, mm-hmm. you know, that's all we knew it was, you know, you didn't have the internet back then. You could well, yeah. read people, you know, so you just read whatever you could find. And, um, but yeah, it was always one of her favorite bands. And then the other band, do you remember homegrown? Vaguely. I don't, I don't okay. remember them real specifically, but well, see, they're they're still together, okay, and they still all live around here, um, and they played high school dances at Mo High when my mom was in school, and then they always used to play concerts in the park. Oh, okay. Forever and ever they did that, yeah. and I mean, so I remember growing up and going to see them, and um, actually a friend of mine who, you know, I met through totally other circumstances, her dad is one of the singers in the band. And he's one, he was my favorite when I was a little boy. He had like a little table full of shakers and, you know, he had all the little toys. The oh, yeah. Little rhythm, and rhythm devices and all stuff. All that yeah. stuff. And so when I was a kid, you know, he was the most interesting guy in the band because he was always had a new toy for every song that he played some different thing. Yeah, you know? that's kind of cool. Yeah. That'd keep your cool. interest too. Yeah, absolutely. So I, re- I have a long memory of being a music fan yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. Even back in the 90s, well, I'm going to say this. This is, and like you were saying, like if you were from Modesto, 
you weren't a Modesto band. You were an L.A. band or, you know, like a lot of the ones I knew. Well, because nobody makes it out of here. You have to go to you the gotta city. you got to go away, yeah. yeah. Or San Francisco band. Just like the Doobie Brothers. They used to play in the hills above Santa Cruz. They weren't from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But on paper, they were from San Francisco. Well, it's like what scene launched you kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Brad Denon, who's from Oakdale, you know, for the longest time, publicly told people that he was from Santa Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. But exactly, where'd you yeah. where'd you t- cut your teeth? Which I know him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you and we're gonna we're gonna wrap this episode up pretty quick, but we'll stay on this okay. going into the next one. But you guys played Moe's Alley in Santa Cruz, right? Um, or no. no. Oh no. No, I've been there a bunch of times. We're going next month. Oh, okay. <laughs> to, I was gonna say I'd see the English beat, but I've never played. Yeah, no. I thought you guys had played there for some reason. Well, I'm gonna cut that part out then. <laughs> Leaving it, no big deal. No shame in my game. Yeah. <laughs> and it, guys, I do want to point out: if you hear dogs barking, they are not intruding. They are actually co-hosting, and they're reminding me when it's time to wrap up the end of an episode. So, Earl, if people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they find you? You can go look us up on YouTube. Bigger on the crying shame is the name of the band. Or if you want to contact me directly, uh, it's biggerl at gmail.com. Excellent. And uh, you can find us at geekishcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And we tweet from at the geekishcast. Thank you, everybody, and have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.